Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Save the Track Bike. On today's episode, I have Sean and James Dubois. They're brothers. Sean runs Switchyard Crit out of Dallas, Texas. James rides for Throne Cycles. And yeah, we cover a lot of things from how they got into fixed gear bikes, how they got into cycling, all that kind of stuff. We cover a lot of ground and it's really cool. So let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously you guys know me, Sean Dubois from the uh, interview podcast from the Sprint series. Um, I uh, represent Switchyard Fixed. Um, I'm also ambassador of Ellen Bagworks um, and RR Threads. Yeah, I'm uh, James Dubois. I'm in San Antonio, Texas. I'm the more handsome brother. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyhow, I reach for a throwing cycle about a lot of He likes long walks on the beach, starry nights. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Think black coffee. You drink black coffee. That's right. Hey, all right. <laughs> I'm drinking some black coffee right now, so we're all in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> same here. Same here. So I want to hear. I like, don't drink coffee, man. Like, oh man, the come advantage on. over me. <laughs> <laughs> the communist. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of want to hear. How did you guys get into cycling? I was. I was traveling, you know, just uh, traveling the country, chasing another, another dream, um, another sport, another career. And uh, as that career turns into a, you know, a business, uh, things got, you know, just a little more difficult. And um, not really difficult on my behalf, but just as a business aspect. And it, it became less fun. Um, a lot of dirty stuff took place and whatnot. Anyhow, I was taking a break from that and I had a friend that, uh, and I, I had a bike because I was using it to not to um, really even do group rides or anything, just to do like eight to 10 miles uh, training uh, to take some wear and tear off my knees from running and stuff like that. Uh, anyhow, a friend of mine asked me to do like a, a triathlon with him and I was just like, yeah, sure, man, you know, I wasn't going to train or anything. I just, just, yeah, sure, I'll show up and do it. Um, and I did surprisingly really well. Uh, and I was like, man, you know, we give this another try, but let me put some effort into it. And, um, and then I, I just started winning those. Um, that's why I started doing bigger ones and, cause those are like some small sprint, uh, style ones and started doing bigger ones and, was still having pretty good success. Um, but then while I was out riding one day, I ran into some guys uh, that were riding off and got to talking. And so they told me I should come try a, a crit race. Um, I was like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll show up. So I did. And then I was like, I never wanted to do a triathlon ever again. I just started doing crits, road bike crits. And um, then I started doing road races, whatnot. And uh, having a blast, man, just, you know, carefree. Didn't, didn't really care too much about my results or whatnot. I was just having tons of fun, you know, showing up and racing and uh, just, you know, having a lot of fun. And anyhow, uh, I was um, doing a little side job. I would get off work at 9 in the morning, and I picked up this um, food delivery um, on the bike. 
uh, like messaging, but it was, I had a little trailer behind my bike and I would go to restaurants, pick up food, take it to people's residence or, or uh, work. And, um, I was doing that for about four or five hours after I get off work in the morning. And during that time, uh, I noticed that everybody, most people downtown, the messages and whatnot were riding a six year bike and, and I was just riding my, my race bike. And, uh, so I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to save up some money and get a, you know, get a six year. So I, I found one fairly cheap, uh, off of Craigslist and, um, Although it was fixed when I got it, I wouldn't have put a free wheel on it and a brake, and I was riding like that. And because I wasn't, you know, I hadn't even done anything fixed before. So I was riding like that doing delivery. I had a trailer as well, so the weight of the trailer didn't stop me and whatnot. But, um, so during that time, some of the guys I ran into, um, basically invited me to a, a local fixed gear crit that we have here in San Antonio called the, um, San Antonio Midnight Crit. And it's, it's on the last Sunday of every month at midnight. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, uh, let me find a day I can make it and I'll, I'll come. And so the day I decided to go, I, I switched the rear wheel around to the fix and went ahead and raced and, uh, also did pretty well. And that was probably the most fun I had on, on the, on that bike. And so the next race I did was like a week or two away. That was the local midnight race, and then the next six-year race I did was the uh, Wolfpack Hustle in Austin nice. uh, when they had it. Yeah, and so um, I, I still was like, you know, know nothing about gearing. I just showed up with what I had. I didn't really have anything nice. I just had a, a beater, and um, I, I want to say I was on like a something crazy, like 49.15 for that race, and <laughs> it was way too – I was spinning way out of my mind. But uh, I was able to, again, do pretty well. I moved up um, from, like, I think I started, like, 48 on the grid. Like, you know, they, they qualify your times, and then they place you and whatnot. And, uh, I think I started, like, 48, and I was able to move up to 15 uh, by the finish. And um, so, yeah, that's basically how I got into it. Uh, you know, there's obviously more to the story to this point, but that's, that was how I got into it. And, um I just have a little bit more. I mean, I love racing my road bike too, and I, I'm still gonna do that. But the sixth year um, scene, I, I'm just having a blast, having lots of fun doing it. So that's awesome. So yeah. Sean, we didn't get into that yeah. when you were on last time, but how did you get into cycling? Was it seeing your brother yeah. doing that stuff, or? Uh, yeah, a little bit. It's it's kind of completely different, really. Um, I was. Um, kind of the same same thing i was in something that i really was kind of it was growing bitter on me um i really didn't have a lot of control like i know we talked about me doing music earlier on so like i was like emceeing and stuff and um i just really wasn't happy with uh, the way it was going and kind of how it was turning out and um so I was I was looking for other stuff to kind of do, and um, I hadn't done any athletics in probably like probably like eight or nine years, other than like some small triathlons that James would bring me to, and like I would go out there and not train at all, and just it would just be miserable on me, and so I wasn't not for the triathlons whatsoever. And anyway, I I, uh, I actually moved to Denver. Um, I think it was 2015. Um, and I was just there doing uh, a little bit of like side work 
um, for about four to six months, I think it was. And I didn't take my car or anything. I just flew. Uh, so I needed like transportation. So I knew that James at that point, he was already, I think, did you have a fixed gear already at that point? Did you have that Fuji? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So he, no, no, no. He had, you didn't have the Fuji? No, nah, but I had a bike, yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, he, um, he was like, yeah, check out, you know, check out some fixed gear bikes. They're kind of cool. And so I was looking, I, was, I think I was looking at, uh, I think you sent me like some throne links. Um, check out some of the throne frames and leader. Um, I think he sent me some others, but I finally decided on like the leader 721 and um, and had that built up there in Denver and started riding around, man. I was like on like pedals and straps, you know, and, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, I did the same thing. I stayed on a freewheel for a little bit, had a front brake on, so I kind of got used to riding a little bit. And then uh, it was one weekend he came in, uh, while I was still there in Denver, him and his wife came in to see me, and uh, we were just messing around, and we changed the fix, and then after that, I never went back, so uh, <laughs> it started from there, and I think um, once I moved back to Texas, I went out to San Antonio and did a crit, did that San Antonio midnight crit, and uh, and yeah, I was hooked from there. I was, I was like, I don't want to ride anything else. <laughs> what are your race plans looking like for this, this coming season? Yes, some some of the details aren't ironed out uh, just yet. Um, but besides everything local that I'll, I'll make it to, um, I am going out to the mission trip in April. Um, as of right now, we're not for sure, not for sure if we're gonna make it to the Red Hook crit. Um, I, I'm not sure of the the reasoning, but um, I know we're we're definitely going. All of throwing is going to um, mission crit. Wolfpack is gonna do a, like a, some type of track track racing so um there's some races i'll be going out to california for for sure sean what about you are you what are your race plans looking like this summer um you know i was just kind of doing trying to get a race schedule going a couple of days ago um actually yesterday i just did the uh the jrd which is just ride dallas um he used to be involved in uh the the Wolfgang Hustle stuff out in LA. I think he actually still is, but um, Sean Subney puts on uh, he 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 puts on Just Ride Dallas, and he does like these little drag races on the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge, which is a big big bridge going into downtown. And um, so it's normally typically typically it's uh, twelve hundred feet. It's almost like a quarter mile, and we do start you know stop to stop to start and like all the way down the line. Um, but this year he kind of changed it up. He was trying to do like a full crit on the bridge, um, which I think some of the organizers were kind of worried. I think somebody got a red hook crit video or something and got scared. And so he was like, let's just try it out this year. So it was not really set up as brackets and podiums like he normally does. So it was kind of like a free for all, just everybody bring whatever and we'll race. So yeah, man, we had a lot of fun out there. Um, it's really, really unique because he, he did a 600 feet and then a hairpin and then 600 feet back. So it was it was a fun day yesterday. I'm pretty tired, but nice. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that was my first one that I, I really needed to make it to. Um, and then um, I think I'm going to get some San Antonio crits. Uh, I got my crit coming up. I might race one of those. It kind of depends. I know kind of people look down on it, but whatever. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, I think I'm going to try to make it to Portland, so like the Bone Machine crit out of September. I think Team Thrones going out there, right? Are you guys going out there? Uh, that's the plan for right now, so far. Yeah, it, yeah. I think that's still, that's still kind of in the works, too, so. Yeah. Once so, they announce yeah, that date, I'm, I'm planning on. I 100% want to go to that. So uh, as soon as they announce yeah, the date, yeah, I'm maybe. planning on going out there for sure. Oh, uh, that's just yeah. Like, we have to hook up out there, man. Yeah, man. We went. We went to. Uh, we went to it on the, the first one they had, and uh, it was super cool, man. And Portland is just a cool place, but uh, the the race was pretty intense, and it was a it was a good time out there. Nice. So yeah, James, I want to hear a little. That, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. If, if uh, I was, I was just gonna say I'm probably gonna try to make it out to if they do that, the Circuit of the Americas series, like we were talking about, probably there. Um, MSU, I think some guys out in MSU out in like Wichita Falls, I believe it is, or Wichita, Kansas. I may be mistaken. They're doing a crit right before, I think, uh, right after mine in April. Um, so Ryan Racky out there, he's hosting that. So I'm going to try to bring a bunch of guys out there, um, and do that one. And then we're going to do, I'm going to try to make it out to a SoCal series as well. So that's awesome. Finish up, but sorry to, to stall you on your next question. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. You talk too damn, you talk too damn much. (laughs) (laughs) So James, I want to, I just wanted to hear a little bit about the story of, uh, of how uh, the throne team happened for you and what it's like to ride for them. Cause they just seem like a really cool company. Oh, for sure, man. They're super great guys. And, uh, uh, I don't know if you know Hansel, but he runs the team and, uh, we've had some changes in the squad the last couple of years, but you know, it's, it's a bunch of folk guys and everybody's super cool. So it's not a, I mean, there's no animosity between the guys that left and the guys that, you know, came on or nothing like that. It was just, chill but um anyhow into how i came to start riding with them after i did that wolf pack uh often race i um i talked to some of the guys there like uh ronnie top and uh just uh, some of the guys that were already riding for teams out in california and i was like you know hey man i'm interested i just told my feelings out there that hey, I'd, I'd like to get on a team and you know the you know, help get me to some of these races that, that I'm not able to get to and whatnot. And basically, well, Ronnie, for one, was like, hey, man, I, I don't have any way to help you, but, you know, just keep talking to people and, you know, the the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I just, um, I, I, I contacted a few uh, teams to see if they, they had any room on the roster and whatnot. Um, you know, several teams, a handful, maybe three or four. And, um, some got, you know, most of them got back to me and was either like, Hey, you know, we could do this, we could do that. Or it was basically like, Hey man, sorry. Uh, time next season, our, you know, our squad is full right now. And so everything was real respectful. Um, as far as thrown, uh, so the guy that originated the San Antonio, Midnight Crit here in San Antonio. His name's Jason Casanova. Um, he left just shortly after that um, to move to California, and so you know I, I know Jay, I know Jason just from the races here. That's how I met him. He, he hosted those races, and uh, 
he went out to California and he started working for Drone. And he contacted me. He said, "Hey man, you know, just basically, hey, what's your you know thoughts about?" And I was like, "No, nah, hell yeah!" I was like, "You know, let me talk to him." And so he he threw my name in the hat over there. Um, Hansel gave me a call, and uh, we talked for a while. We talked several times actually, just about you know goals and plans and you know what we're trying to get from you know a relationship with with each other and uh, as far as Drone and myself and. uh Anyhow, um, everything worked out and, you know, it just, it just worked out. It was just, you know, they had the right timing, I guess. They had, they had room. Um, and they also have a, a pretty good market here in San Antonio. Uh, there's, you know, there's a, we have a, a big drone dealer uh, in Bottom Bracket Social Club. And, uh, they, um, I mean, sorry, Bottom Bracket Social Club Bike Shop. They had, they had a social club and a bike shop. So I somehow I throw it together, but, um, <laughs> So, so then he was like, yeah, you know, adding a rider in a place where we were, we're developing our market is, you know, is, is critical. And so, uh, adding me on and, you know, everything just, it's been great. And so that, you know, from next season and, and I've, and there's been times I've talked to other, you know, people have approached me with other options or whatever, but I just, you know, I stay with guys that, that, uh, so far everything's been great. So, um, Everybody's cool and you know they take care of me. Even though we go to races, I mean, we don't we're not winning like Red Hook or you know some of the you know we we show we show out and we we get decent results. But the main thing is we just have a great time and uh, we're just out there in the scene and just riding pretty much. So yeah, and you guys have some of the coolest yeah. skin suits on the Peloton. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, Hansel Hansel he does the. He does the, the designing of everything. He's great at that too, man. If you don't know, if you, I'm sure you do, but if anybody don't, go follow Lean Custom, uh, Instagram, and and on uh, Facebook. Those dudes, man. When you when you own a throne, those it's kind of like you you belong to the family at that point. Like I've met them several times and been able to hang out with them out in, in at the Red Bull last stand, and like they just treat you like family and. And uh, super cool to hang with. Those guys are super cool, man. So I highly recommend, uh, you know, if if anybody's looking at a throwing bike and kind of on the cusp of buying one, you know, it's it's definitely worth it. So yeah. And while we're on that kind of subject, I want to hear what are both of your bike setups? <laughs> They're probably almost identical, right? Well, <laughs> no, I guess you got better stuff than me right now. I uh, I'm riding um, the 2017 Track Lord, uh, not the team edition. It's a purple pearlescent edition. It was like a limited, limited run on the color. Um, and then I normally race with uh, Conquer Elite S300s. Um, and then I have a Conquer Elite crank set, and I think uh, like some F set FS FSA bars, which I'm I'm gonna throw some Richie bars on there. I just got. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Not, not anything fancy, man. I just get out there and, and try to hammer. And, and once again, I'm, I'm James, the more handsome brother. Um, <laughs> I, have a, also a, <laughs> I also have a, a track choice, a team edition, um, the seventh, uh, that we, that we collabed, um, with, uh, the seventh letter. Um, we have a pretty cool head badge and, but we have, uh, I have all Richie logic components. Um, that was one of our uh, sponsors with the team. Um, and as, as far as the, the stem and bars, saddle, 
those are all Richie. Um, the crank set is a concrete lead RXL crank set. Uh, and the wheels, I ride on a concrete lead wheels as well. We have a, there's something be coming out in, in the works. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but we're get, we're, that was 2017 stuff. So 2018, we kind of get our stuff later towards end of April, May. Um, new stuff that, that comes out with, with Throne. And so uh, we have some, some things in work, but uh, and then we, we ride with a little lot of laser helmets. So we, we got those uh, laser bullets for this season. I, I ride mostly Victoria. That's just my preference. For sure. I love those tires. Yeah. I use the Rubino pros to train on and then like the, the courses to, to race on the tires. Yeah. So you're not getting flats every like 10 miles or so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No offense, Victoria, but your tires are the fastest. Yeah. Not the most puncture resistant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I train on thick slicks. Especially those courses, Even yeah. though I think they ride like crap, I hate the, <laughs> the way the thick slicks ride, but I never get flats, so that's mm-hmm. my goal. <laughs> yeah, I rode, I rode those, uh, those slicks on the 721 around Denver forever. Man, y'all have those big thorns falling out of those trees. I didn't know you oh yeah, thorns on the sidewalks. I, I get flats all the time. Yeah, man. For coming through an alleyway, man, I catch flats. Yeah, for sure. When I'm training, it's like thick slicks with sealants. Like especially this time of year. In the summer, I'll mm-hmm. in the summer I don't run the sealant, but <laughs> in the winter I always do because those thorns are everywhere because nobody's riding their bikes or you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess they're they're falling off trees coming coming into spring or whatever. And it's just. Yeah, I remember those things. We're not my friend. And I was just, I was just learning about bikes too, so I could barely change my, my tune. Dude, I feel you. Oh, I remember the first bike I got in Denver. I like, I had, I finally had to learn how to fix a flat, <laughs> like pretty quickly yeah. because I got like four flats in one week, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> and I got sick of going to the bike shop, and I was yeah. like. Yeah, this was like, you know, 11 years ago. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it like that time to learn. Yeah. Yeah. It forces you to learn, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, I, also, I got into cycling pretty late in, in life. And, uh, you know, um, picked it up, you know, quick. But I, I, I still feel like there's, I mean, there's a lot of things I'm still learning. Every, every race we go to, man, I'm, I'm always learning something. Um, but, it's uh, it's one of those things that you, yeah, you're talking about you, you didn't change your, you couldn't change your tire, and you're going to have to bike shops to it. So there's a progression, obviously, uh, but it's like that progression never ends. You're always you're always learning something as it continues on. Oh, for sure. So what can I ask? What age you started racing at? I was you see, thirty-two. That's cool because yeah, uh, last year was my first race as far as like crits go and I was 31 and now I'm 32 and this will be my first full season of trying to race. So sometimes I feel like, Oh man, I'm too old to be doing this. And then, so hearing other people, man, gets me stoked. (laughs) There's definitely, I mean, I don't necessarily fix gear per se, but just cycling in general is one of those sports. I feel like you can really carry on into, you know, later in life. It's not, it's not, you know, football or baseball or, or fighting or anything of that nature. 
So, I mean, age does matter, man. These young guys coming, you know, they're, they're monsters. But, <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we're, we're both on a bike and we put our, put our pants on the same way. So, um, it, it, it's never concerned me, my age at all. But I am probably one of the older guys in the, in the scene as far as it's competitively racing. But uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, well, I was I'm just listening to a uh, <laughs> fast talk on the Velo News podcast, and they were just talking about how, which was really encouraging, but they were just saying that, like, the main reason why people that are, like, when they get older are less fit up until, like, their 50s or something like that uh, is because of life. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, it's just that they're training less most of the time. And there's a lot of studies right, that are yeah. proving this, that if you're training and you're getting out riding and you're making time for it and stuff that like, you should be able to like, keep up your like VO two max and like all that stuff up until I think they were saying like, they don't see a sharp decline until like your late sixties or seven or early seventies. <laughs> wow. I know. Right. Yeah. That was a that was a podcast. I think I read an article something similar to that, and and yeah, it was kind of the same thing. And I think that's like these young guys, you know, they they they're maybe in college, and so they they go to class and then ride for you know six hours a day, or they might be on a college team or something like that, and they just they have time to clear the miles. So yeah, you know, that's one thing that James has always encouraged me on. It's like, dude, just you know, like we talked before, just get out there and do it, and and put in the work, and you'll see you'll see the performance results from that, you know, just so. Yeah. See, I'm digging this because a lot of the people I have on this podcast are like, I'm 22, I'm 24. (laughs) And I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, well, obviously with, with age comes a little bit different responsibilities, especially if you you have a family and, you know, you got mortgage and you got things that now it's, it's real life. It's not just having fun. I mean, I was that I was that dude too. Um, and I don't know if you know, but I I was a uh, I, I spent my whole life boxing, uh, and Sean did quite a bit too from our young age all the way up. And I continued on into adulthood, and and uh, I turned I turned professional, and uh, I had a you know good six or seven years as a as a professional fighter. And so I, I always maintained my my fitness from you know since I can remember, man, probably since ten years old. Um, and it's just something that if I wasn't doing, if I wasn't doing this bike racing and riding all the time, I would be doing something else. I don't know what it would be, but it would be something else fitness related. So, um, it's kind of just been instilled, instilled in, in us since we're young, just fitness and whether it's working out, whatever the case may be, running, all of it just, and so this adds a, creates a whole another level of fun, whether it's a competition, the people that we get to meet and hang out with and everything all together. It just, uh, makes it a, a great time. Yeah. So what, it, what about fixed gear bikes attracted you to that being your medium now? Man, you know, I, I don't really have a way to put it in words and I'm mean, going try to think of it, but I, I don't, it's just, uh, there's a little extra level of fun. And, uh, I, I, again, I don't have any words for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I race my I race my road bike. And I have a lot of fun too. But I, I, I guess maybe it's just the extra level of 
those level of maybe danger or excitement. I'm not sure. I, I don't have words, but <laughs> no, dude, I, I feel I'm, you. I'm terrible right now, but <laughs> there's there's just something about being on the bike that I think that it's a completely different feeling, and it's also just like, yeah, it just adds an extra level of like. I don't know. It sounds like bullshit every time people say it, but like connection, I guess, or something where you're like, you're just moving the whole time and you're just like, I don't know. You feel the, the kick, you know, of the pedals. There's just something weird. Like I can't put a finger on it. Yeah. And again, it's like you said, it's like like a, it's like a moth to a flame. Once I, once I did my first, you know, fixed gear crit. And like I said, I hadn't even ridden the bike fix. I just switched it over that day, went to the race. And I was like, kept telling myself, don't stop pedaling, don't stop pedaling, don't stop pedaling. <laughs> and, um, you know, because you forget to pedal, you get, get chunked. But, um, yeah, and, and then I just I had a freaking blast. It was like, I just want to do more. I want to do more. And, of course, we, there, even across the country, there's still not as many as there are road bike yeah. crits and whatnot. But it's growing, obviously, but it's still not the same. So, <clears throat> you know, I still do the road bike races and, for sure. you know, have a ton, have a ton of fun. And even this this uh, this past summer, I uh, I ventured into a couple of cross races, and um, and that was a lot of fun too. I, I didn't even expect it to be as much fun as it was, but uh, it was really hard, but it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like those uh, just kind of like fast, punchy races where you're like sprinting out of corners and all that kind of stuff. It just kind of like makes the time go by fast. <laughs> And it, I mean, and, you know, it's, especially too, when I, I went to Red Hook last, last year and man, that was just, I was like in tunnel vision for, for a while there when the race started, like the crowd just banging on the sides and just yelling, everyone, you know, banging those, uh, cowbells around. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is, this is nuts. <laughs> but it was, man. It was so much fun. What attracted you, Sean, to uh, that kind of to fix gear bikes specifically, and like, and like you said, you had when we talked last time, you said you have an events background, and you know you could put that to so many things, like why fix gear racing? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, it was definitely like a uh, a kickstart in Denver, just because I didn't have a, a ride anywhere. So anywhere I wanted to go, I had to ride, you know, the seven twenty one, and. uh so I was I was riding around and then you know as I kind of my legs kind of got in shape a little bit more, um, you know, and I still wasn't full on like uh, committed to racing at that point even in Denver. Um, and then you know I did the San Antonio Midnight Crit and at that time I don't know if they're doing it this year or not, but they had an A and B group and so I raced in the B group obviously because I wasn't going to be able to keep up with the A guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at that point and then yeah and uh, so. I raced the the B group and um, I got third and crashed over the finish line and broke my collarbone. Damn! Um, and, and I just got tangled up with somebody and, and crashed. And I remember I was an idiot too. I was yelling and stuff. And, and James is a, a firefighter. His wife is an RN, and so I was on the ground. And they come running over. It's kind of like I see their face. I'm like, oh, I'm cool. I'm gonna worry about anything now. And I'm like, hey, did I get third? And I'm like, yeah, you got third. I'm like, is my bike cool? He's like, your bike straight. I'm like, all right, cool. And then so later on, we go to the hospital and stuff. But after that, that was probably um, my first kind of itch, you know, where it was like, man, that was awesome. I'm ready, you know. And then I had to kind of like wait six weeks to heal up before I could do anything else. Um, 
So that was definitely like a defining moment for me deciding that I did, you know, I wanted to, to approach racing seriously. Um, and, uh, so yeah, from there, but I was going to say, man, you seen, uh, Avatar, right? It's super cheesy, but you seen Avatar, right? Like not the movie's cheesy, but you're a movie buff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always think when I'm like getting, <laughs> it's so dumb, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I always think when I'm getting on my bike and like I take off, it feels like, like when they get on a, I forget what those creatures are called, but when they ride those like big flying horses and they like <laughs> attach in, you know, they, they attach in and like you're you're one with the animal. That's kind of how I feel when I get on the fixed gear bike. I'm like, all right, I'm one, now. I'm complete with this bike, and you know, I'm the engine, and I'm the brakes. So, um, yeah, it's kind of the same thing as everybody, man. Just like, just the danger factor, and um, I've always been attracted to racing. Period. Just like any kind of racing, I've always liked. And um, I think, like, you know, I really, really like motorcycle racing. I used to watch uh, MotoGP and, like, um, what's that crazy race they do? Isle of Man. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And so, like, I've always, you know, like I said, I've always liked racing. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't think I'd have the money to, like, build up a motorcycle or anything like that. Or, you know, that stuff is super, super expensive. So, X gear is kind of a way to live out that that secret fantasy and uh you know and just just do whatever so yeah um the event organizing side uh, yeah i come from like live production um <clears throat> just doing like corporate concerts and stuff i'm a, like an audio and lighting specialist and um I was, like I said, I know we talked about it before, putting on old sh- like your own shows and stuff. You know, at one point we weren't getting booked for like my rapping and stuff. And um, I started doing my own shows. So <clears throat> it was just a way to, excuse me, but it was just a way to uh, to kind of like book yourself and, and get into the scene and stuff. And so I kind of took that approach with uh, the fixed gear crits. So, you know, there, was, um, there wasn't a monthly here that was barely um i think two people were putting on like one race a year here in dallas and uh so i just kind of saw a a lack there of you know races and competitions for us guys that wanted to race out here in dallas so i um it was it was fairly easy you know just coming from the av background so yeah that's awesome yeah i was kind of super inspired for you guys and stuff because when i was talking to james from mission crit you know he was just talking about like literally three years ago or, or four years ago or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, they were literally just having a race in a parking lot. And then now, <laughs> now they're having a huge race where like specialized rocket espressos coming, Colin Strickland, like all of the, mm-hmm. uh, state team throne's going to be out there, you know, like all the teams are like That's mission awesome. crits, like the start of the season. So, you know, like, and that was just three years ago that they were in a parking lot. Uh, I don't remember if it was it. It hasn't been super long. I don't remember exactly how long it's yeah, been. Yeah, that's but... cool. I think, uh, yeah, I, you know, three years, three, three to four years it takes to to build, you know, a solid foundation for an event. Um, as you know, we're in our second year now, um, and you know, I kind of, I think we kind of touched on it earlier that I I go a lot on impulse, and I think James can can vouch for that, but he knows that when I'm kind of you know, stretching a little too much. It's like, all right, well, tone it back a little bit and focus on, you know, the foundation lane. So that's our focus this year. Like we talked about earlier, it's just, you know, it's just making sure that there's good races and there's good entertainment for the spectators. 
and uh, everybody's having a good time and you know there's a good amount of, of people showing up every month to race and then you know hopefully we build on that from last year <clears throat> and then going into our third year we can really make um make some strides to to be a bigger you know a bigger race for texas across texas and even across the nation so hell yeah we'll see fingers crossed <laughs> hey james i want to hear some of your uh kind of race highlights what were some of your favorite races that you've done or any stories from those that you want to share hey um <laughs> you know uh last, last year um i went out to the first focal race and um so i I flew out there and I landed and then, um, Hansel picked me up about, I think like six fifteen, six thirty from the airport. We rushed back to his house, threw my bike together. Then we took off and ran and, and rolled downtown. There was a, uh, they were going to have a, a downtown race. It's, um, I can't remember who puts it on. I don't want to throw out a name. Um, cause I don't, I can't remember, but it's a, the downtown crit, a uh, fixed year crit. And I think they had a road category too, but anyhow, so I go out there and I was like, yeah, man, you know, cool, I'll race. And so we go out there and man, that by far the sketchiest race I've ever been in. <laughs> You're flying down this back to back side this hill into four lanes of just flowing traffic. And then you turn right into another two lanes of flowing traffic and go back up a hill. I mean, the coming down part, man, I was just like, oh man, I'm Dude, I was trying not to die. And we're just <laughs> lying down right in the traffic. People are hitting their horn. Wah, wah. And, you know, throwing the finger up. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? And um, so anyway, I started getting a little bit more comfortable. I'd find my groove coming down. And anyhow, I ended up running out of gear in the sprint. I, I think I got like fourth. And, um, but then the next day we did the, the SoCal race, which was much more chill. Like, <laughs> there was no cars. <laughs> trying to pick us out and you know, I'm always like on the edge as far as races. I usually just get there just in time to, you know, throw my bike over, throw my leg over the bike and, and get on the course. And, um, you know, I'm trying to be more conscious of that to get there and have a nice warm up and, you know, do everything proper. But, uh, sometimes, uh, living on a limb, it just works out for me. And, nice. um, <laughs> Man, obviously the Red Hook crib was just insane. And I made a mistake and going into the final race, I, I changed my gearing because there was tons of winds that picked up. And, um, and I was thinking, man, if I'm, you know, into that headwind, I'm going to be getting killed. So I changed my gearing going into the final. I qualified in my group. I qualified at 10th in my qualifying. And then going into the final, man, I, I changed my gearing and, and I regretted it. Um, I just, I didn't have enough at all to even stay and besides that I don't think at the end of the day it probably wouldn't have mattered there were so many crashes that kept happening in front of me um, that would just open up gaps and try to close them and another gap would open up and it was that that race can get away from you really fast if you're not at the front yeah I'm really looking forward to this season man to see what we have in store and for sure what kind of tips do you guys have for people that want to get involved in racing or specifically like what advice do you have for people that want to just like put on a race like DIY style um yeah if, yeah if, I'll, I'll handle that part of the question because the tips that, that I get all come from James so there you go. <laughs> anything anything racing or fitness wise you know I, I reach to him for 
for stuff. Um, but yeah, for event organizers specifically, um, man, you know, like it goes back to everything. Just, just start doing something, you know, if, even if it's, um, making a flyer and just saying, Hey, we're going to show up at this time and ride, or we're going to show up and race and just do it. You know, and I guarantee people will show up if you have, you know, um, a, a good little portion of cyclists that, you know, or even if it's five or 10 people, you know, just started and more people will kind of latch on as, as you go on. So, um, that's, that's my big advice, you know, just started. And that's with anything, you know, like, and James, James is the same way. He'll, <clears throat> he'll tell me all the time, like, dude, just go out, you know, and just go out and do it. You know, even if it's 40 or 50 miles, just, just go do it. And, and, uh, and do what you can and do your best at all times. So, um, I mean, other than like, you know, the logistics of just trying to figure everything out. And, and I had a little bit of curve, learning curve, learning, you know, just coming from the events that I'm normally used to doing to doing um, full on races, you know, and just, just being that race organizer and, and really um, the start of the races and stuff like that, that all, took me a little bit of time to kind of kind of get a um i guess a a process or a routine in where we're getting people in at this time and the registering and then you have people running late and stuff so i would definitely say um get a good support system up you know definitely like a good good set of friends that are willing to help you on other aspects of of the race especially with um with corners if if you're not sanctioned and you're on the live street you know you want to have that safety for the riders and put people on the corners um you know be prepared for <clears throat> things like even if it's the cops showing up we've had the cops out there several times and um one of the times they were just watching and then the, the second time i saw them out there and i went to talk to them and they super cool and they're like oh you're, you're the guys doing the, the bike racing right and we're like uh oh, well it's it's more like bike training you know we really didn't want to say it was a race but they kind of they knew what was going on so they were like yeah cool super cool and you know let us know if y'all need anything but they were over there actually um directing traffic coming out of the convention center um one side of the track uh there's a tunnel that goes through our convention center so there, there's normally a lot of traffic coming through that intersection um so they were just kind of manning that which you know didn't have anything to do with us but just because they were there and I was able to pr approach them on it. They were like, yeah, it's super cool. Cause I mean, we run through that stop sign, a four way stop sign every time we race. So, um, you know, it was, it was cool to see them excited about it. And, and you know, like I said, just <clears throat> try to be mindful of all that, you know, everything that you have going on, you have the streets, you know, especially if you're not sanctioned, you have open streets and safety is the, our first priority and the crit every month. Safety is our first priority. So, um, and then entertainment comes next and just making sure that the race is exciting for people. So we do, we do, I think we do a cream lap, um, the first 10 minutes. So once we hit the 10 minute mark, we'll, we'll do a cream lap and that'll either be, if there's a breakaway already at that point, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have the, uh, the chase group, uh, race for the pre lap to try to try to catch the front. Um, so, you know, things like that, just to keep the race exciting are always good. Um, yeah. And then just don't be afraid to reach out to people man. ask, ask if you need anything, if you want anything, you have to ask. And I learned that. And most of the time, anybody I've asked, like I said, with like Ellen Bagworks, Ellen Studios, Dallas Spikeworks, I didn't know any of those people before, um, I started the crit and, um, our threads even, you know, I, I, I 
commented on an Instagram post on them. It was like, just playing around, like, sponsor me. And they reached back and was like, oh, hit us up. You know, we can talk about stuff. So, you know, just those, just those little, you know, extroverted, extroverted moments that I have and like in reaching out to people and asking for things, you'll be surprised how much response you get back. So, yeah. Yeah, man. James tips on uh, people wanting to get involved in racing and how to grow in the sport. First of all, don't first, don't talk like my brother. Don't, don't take up all hour to answer one. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you talk for like 20 minutes. Spend all your time talking. You ain't got no time to ride. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, the cool thing about street, one of the cool things about street racing, I think everybody points it out, is the fact that obviously the, the cost of your bike doesn't, it's not, it's not a lot. It's, you know, you can, unless you're on the track, obviously the track bike doesn't cost a lot, but as far as a track bike for fixed gear racing, you know, you, you can get into it relatively inexpensive and anybody can participate. And that's what draws a lot of people to it is, is the cost, obviously. And then, and then just entering the races, you're talking about five to $10 for most of the races because there are no organization fees. There's, there's no insurance and just stuff like that. So that, that draws younger guys. I would say younger guys and girls, um, towards it you know they don't, they don't have a lot of money to spend on expensive bikes and you know it, and then didn't have the money to spend on races and you know so that's one of the, the advantages of, of this style of racing and so pretty much anybody can participate and so that's super cool and that's what you know a lot of people come out um but as far as it's tips on you know getting into the racing my thing would just be to, to ride 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 as much as, as you can um even if it's a lot of times, man, I go several weeks where the only riding I get to do is to and from work. I mean, it's like, it's like 24 miles, but I ride to and from work. And so that's sometimes the only riding I get to do. Um, but I'm still getting something in. And if I don't, then I'll, I'll get up before work and get on the rollers or whatever case may be. I, I still try to get something in. Um, so really just ride, 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 ride. And then the other aspect is just race as much as you can. Um, especially if you're just learning. Race, 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 race. Uh, any races you can get into, doesn't matter if you're going to get blown away or if you're going to ride away. Just race them, and uh, next thing you know, man, you, you'll be you'll be uh, you know there after competing with the, the top guys. But that's you know, as far as any real tips, man, just ride and race as much as you as much as you can. That's that would be my my pointers there. Um, I don't, you know, I'm pretty much race on my balls, man. I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of, a, I don't do a whole lot of training. I don't have power meters. I don't, I, you know, I have a heart rate monitor, but I don't, I don't get all into the, the data of it. I just ride my bike and, and hit it hard and, uh, you know, try to recover and so on and so on. So that's, uh, that's it for me, man. That's about all I got. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about a company like Throne too, as far as like fixed gear racing comes is like, they're making like quality bikes, you know, and that kids can get into a track Lord, you know, and ride, but like the team is riding basically for like 600 bucks, you know, and then over time oh, they can, sure. over time they can like add whatever parts they want and stuff. But like the initial cost of getting in is pretty low. Is there anything else, uh, James, that you wanted to touch on before we head out? Uh, no, man, I just, uh, thanks for asking me to come on the, the podcast and good talking with you. And, um, yeah, I look forward to getting out and seeing other guys out in the 
the Pig Scale World and uh, SoCal and, and you know Portland and everywhere else. And uh, just look for us, man. Uh, don't cycles and uh, you find me at Quick Draw Dubois. Um, by the way, that that doesn't come from that my Instagram name doesn't come from uh, cycling and related at all. But a lot of people seem to think that. But uh, anyhow, um, yeah. So that's nah, it, man. Cool, Sean. You got any awesome. uh, things you want to say before we head out? <laughs> that was break was coming on the scene, and then um, switchyard switchyard fix. Of course, uh, I'll have some merch out and stuff, and probably be giving away some merch and and uh, at the races. Um, um, other than that, I just want to thank everybody, like all my sponsors and um, everybody that's just been you know fully receiving of what I've been trying to do in Dallas, and um, so obviously Dallas Bike Works. Um, Ellen Bagworks, Ellen Studios, and RR Threads. Um, and then, of course, look out for Dallas Breakless. And uh, the Money Mash crew, will, will, I think we'll be switching that over, actually, to official Dallas Breakless hosted event. Um, so, yeah, so that's it, man. Cool. Thank you both so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Save the Track Bike. I appreciate all the support. Please go to iTunes or wherever you're listening. Leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Save the Track Bike. Go to SaveTheTrackBike.com. Thank you so much to FixGearCrit.com. And thank you all for listening every week. It's been really rad. I have some merch coming out soon. Keep a lookout for that. The music is from Vitamin Pets. It's called Slag Girl. Fuck yeah, I'm going to go ride my bike.